Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker, and this is 101 ESPN in St. Louis. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Mark Slabaugh of ESPN.com covers college football, but he also happens to be in Augusta, 20 feet from the entrance to Augusta National Golf Club. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you all? Everything's great. So how's the weather down there? It's uh, it's gorgeous right now. It's about 75, partly cloudy. Um, it's supposed to be a warm week. I think it's even supposed to get up into the 80s uh, by midweek. But unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have potentially thunderstorms on Thursday, some rain on Friday, Saturday, and hopefully clear out of here by Sunday. But uh, it's going to be touch and go, it looks like. Mark, who are you looking for in the Masters? Who do you think uh, can take it home? Um, I'm really curious to see how Bryson DeChambeau attacks this place um, as far as he's hitting it right now. But, you know, he, I, he, I think, is one of the favorites. A lot of people on Xander Shoffley, who's kind of been the bridesmaid at majors um, and has been in contention for about every one of them. Um, I think Bubba Watson, two-time winner, is playing really good golf right now. Webb Simpson. Um, Webb Simpson was my pick, but if it gets wet, and that it plays even longer than expected. I don't know that he hits it far enough, but uh, I think there's a bunch of guys that could win. And I don't think I do not think Tiger's going to be much of a factor, but I didn't think he'd be a factor last year. Mark, let's talk some college football. And here we are on November 9th. And in your college football playoff projections, you have two ACC teams and one SEC team. Man, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Yeah, well, nobody would have thought Notre Dame would be in the uh, ACC either but um yeah i mean i think you know i think with notre dame knocking off clemson at at home saturday night it opens up the possibility that they could split if they meet again in the acc championship game and you know i think clemson will get the benefit of the doubt because trevor lawrence wasn't there and it was an overtime double overtime game tight game um you know and, and georgia losing its second game i think certainly knocks them out of it, um, and we'll have to see. You know, if Florida were to knock off Alabama, I think Florida could sneak in uh, for sure, and then Alabama would still have a chance. And, you know, if Alabama beats Florida and doesn't lose again, I think I think Texas A&M is a dark horse to kind of sneak in the back door. But I just don't know if anybody outside of Ohio State and the Big Ten can do enough at this point with the, the COVID problems that Wisconsin has had. Um, and we'll have to keep our eye on Oregon in the Pac-12, but I think it's going to be difficult for a Pac-12 team to get in playing six games. Mark, even though Trevor Lawrence wasn't in the mix for Clemson and DJ Uyunglele looks like he's going to be a star for them, uh, it was still a huge, huge win for Notre Dame, obviously, but this is a program that a lot of people want to assign the overrated tag to. And how much do you think that win versus Clemson, even with Trevor Lawrence out of the mix, did to prove that Notre Dame is for real? 
No, I mean, I look, the knock on Notre Dame is that they've, you know, the last five, six years, they've been good and they've been right there in the mix. But every time they showed up in the playoffs, they were blown out. And people just felt like, for the most part, that they weren't athletic enough to compete with teams like Clemson and Alabama and, and some other, other top programs. But I, I, Brian Kelly, I mean, outside of maybe Newt Rockney and Eric Parsegian, it might be the greatest tenure of, of any Notre Dame coach you know, since the 1920s. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. They're relevant, which wasn't always the case. Um, you know, Lawrence wasn't there, but I didn't think quarterback play was the problem Saturday night for Clemson. I think it's their defense, and they're susceptible on the back end, and I don't think they're as good at linebackers as they've been the last few years. So it was a huge win for Notre Dame, no question. Mark, uh, Alabama is number one again. By the way, the 13th consecutive year that they spent time at number one. You mentioned A&M. They've already beaten A&M 52-24. They're at LSU. They've got Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas left. Even though Auburn's number 24, do you see a bump in the road for Bama, even though they're missing Jalen Waddell, before they get to an SEC championship game? No, not really. I mean, if, if if LSU didn't get tremendously better on defense over the bye week, I mean, I could see Clemson, uh, Alabama scoring 63, 70 points on them. That's how bad LSU is on defense right now. But, I mean, you take Jalen Waddle, one of the top players in the country, out of the mix, and they've still got Devonta Smith and Mechie and Najee Harris coming out of the backfield. And Mac Jones is number one on my Heisman ballot right now, which I never would have predicted at the beginning of the season. But he is definitely more than a – been a game manager and is putting up incredible numbers. You know, the defense was criticized earlier in the year uh, when Ole Miss went at him with a bunch of tempo and, and ran the ball on him really effectively. But I think uh, I think Bama's done a good job of, of adjusting there. And I think I think right now you'd have to say they're the number one team in the country. Mark, let's talk a little bit about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Another tough loss for them, this time to Indiana, 38-21, after the loss to Michigan State the week prior. Do you think that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are ready to give up on one another? I think a lot of people look at that situation and they say, hey, it's time for a divorce. But how do you think the two view one another? Are they ready to separate? Yeah, it it certainly hasn't worked out like both sides had, had, had envisioned or hoped. Um, you know, they just can't win in the past. They just haven't beaten the game, haven't won the games that mattered. And now they're losing to Indiana. It's not taking anything away from Indiana. Tom Allen's done a tremendous job there. But, um, you know, I think it's time for them to move on. I think Harbaugh is still attractive to NFL clubs. Uh, I think there's, you know, I think he'd be a candidate at some openings. I know he's had a, a contract extension sitting on his desk forever and hasn't signed it. So I think, uh, I think, I think Michigan needs new leadership. Um, you know, if I'm Michigan personally, I go out and try to hire Luke Fickle and offer him whatever he wants to, to come there because I think he'd do a, a tremendous job and he knows Ohio State inside and out and that's the way you, you, you end up beating Ohio State. And, um, you know, I know he's, he played at Ohio State and is very loyal to the Buckeyes, but I think he'd have a hard turn, time turning down a job like Michigan. And, and, Mark, we just mentioned in the last segment Bo Schembechler also had a great deal of loyalty to Ohio State before he went to Miami of Ohio. Wound up doing pretty good things in Michigan. Nah, I think uh, I, I think some people have told me just in the last week that they don't think Luke would do it, and I think you know you know you get a chance to, to get a job like Michigan, you know, once in a lifetime, and you know Ohio State had a chance to. 
to hire him and, and hired Ryan Day, and, and I don't think Ryan Day's going anywhere anytime soon. But, you know, I think he'd be fantastic there. I think David Shaw from Stanford, you know, he's kind of in the same situation as Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it's time to, to go somewhere else, and I think he'd be very attractive just because of what he stands for and the, the way he's done it at Stanford. Um, Jeff Halfley at, at Boston College, another former Ohio State assistant, has done a really good job at Boston College this year, but I think maybe he just doesn't have enough work yet to, to prove that he's worthy of the Michigan job. Hey, Mark Schleybaugh, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about your impressions of what Eli Drinkwitz is doing at Mizzou. They're, to me, and I think Michelle would agree with this, surprisingly competitive. What have your impressions been of the Tigers under Eli Drinkwitz in his first year? I think, uh, I think he and Sam Pittman have both done tremendous jobs. Um, I think right now, I think he'd probably... If you had to vote, I think those guys would probably be one and two for, for SEC Coach of the Year. Um, I think he's certainly catching Georgia at the right time this weekend. Georgia's defense is really banged up. Richard LeCount's out. Jordan Davis, their uh, all-SEC interior lineman, is out. Georgia's got questions at quarterback, and they've got a bunch of receivers who haven't uh, played the last couple of weeks. So I think I think they've got a chance to – to make it even better this weekend, potentially. All right. That's exciting to hear. Mark, have a great time down in Augusta. We'll be reading your work, of course, throughout the course of the weekend. And keep up the great work that you and your colleagues are doing covering college football for ESPN.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. You too. See you later. It's Mark Schlebaugh. How about Drinkwitz and Pittman, one and two for SEC Coach of the Year? How about that? I like it. Also, how about Mark doing this interview, standing outside, 20 feet outside the door to Augusta National? That's pretty cool. Randy, have you been to the Masters? I've never been to the Masters. we got to get you there. Do you want me to tell this story on the air? Of course I do. Okay. I do. So uh, several years ago, eight years ago, I am sitting at Cardinals opening day, and I believe it was a Monday. My son, Patrick, and I are there. And an acquaintance who's sitting about 10 rows in front of us uh, comes up, says hi, goes back down to his seats, and then comes back and says, hey, uh, we've got a trip to the Masters scheduled. Some of our clients are going, and we've got a private jet that's leaving on Wednesday morning, so it'll be 24, 36 hours later. We've got a cabin down there that we're staying at that we're, is rented out. We've got passes, and we're inviting you down. If you want to come down and watch the Masters with us, we'd love to have you with us. And Stupidly, I didn't even like think and consider it. It was like the stupidest, it's the stupidest professional move ever where I said, no, I got to work. So I, you know, I was doing the fast lane. We were rolling. Everything was going good with the fast lane. And I did just didn't want to bail and leave people hanging with only one day's notice and spend uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in Augusta. It was a stupid move. You're a better person than me. I would have left smoke in my wake. I would yeah. have said, I'll meet you at the plane. Yeah, stupid move. And you could have, air quotes, worked from Augusta. You could have done live reports about what you were doing, what the scene was mm-hmm. like. You could have done golf reports. It was stupid. Uh, all right, I admit it. Did the fact that it was opening day, which is a holiday, it's a religious experience for some yeah. people here in St. Louis, did that factor into it at all? That's the first time you've ever really uh, that I've ever thought of that. I don't think so. No, because the game was over. It's really the day of. That's the big broadcast, right? Leading into the season. Yeah, there might have been something else that I can't imagine what it would have been, but there might have been something else that led me to do that. But it was stupid. How quickly after did you regret it? On the car ride home, as you were walking no. away. Uh, after the weekend, after the Masters, it wasn't that fast, actually. Wow. Yeah. 
No, I'm just, I'm an idiot. That's shocking to me. Yeah, stupid. Hey, I'm, I've been stupid before, and I will be stupid again, and that was one of the stupidest things I've ever done. I also think at some point in your life you're going to get there. I hope so. Yeah, well, I'll have to set that up. I think I can. You know enough people, Randy. Call in some favors. Yeah, I know people. Yeah, I'll work on it. Coming up, you're killing me, Smalls, on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.